Welcome in. It is episode seven of The Last Brain Cell. I'm here with Kyle and Tasso. We're recording Sunday afternoon. Uh, Will Everett, once again, is MIA. Bum. What a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good yeah. start. Uh, we haven't spoken since the Super Bowl. No. Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. Gents, any thoughts on the game? Bullshit ending. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit ending. I mean, refs won the Super Bowl. I mean, ref fans out there celebrating, but Eagles should have had another shot, at least for a minute, minute and a half to go back and try to score the ball. Yeah, it's unfortunate that a game that was that good ended that way, but in the end, props to Patrick Mahomes. He's playing injured. He's playing without really that many weapons on offense. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is is great to have, but other than that, he made plays that he needed to make that big scrimmage, scrimmage, that big scramble on uh, one of the Your brain scrambled right now. Yeah, last brain cell, really. Um, that big scramble from Mahomes at the very end was huge. Uh, I, I just really admired the way that he played the game and – uh, that was my one takeaway. My other takeaway was just that I was pissed about how the game ended. I admire yeah. the uh, painkillers that he was on, the multiple, multiple painkillers, so he didn't feel that ankle at all. That's Not like the... the should lie. That's like the uh, elephant semen or whatever they use. Elephant Isn't semen? that the joke? Sorry. Isn't that the joke that it's elephant semen? I've never heard that. I've never heard that <laughs> joke before in my life. Maybe... Maybe whatever I'm reading is just way off, but it's um, like elephant tranquilizer, not elephant semen. Oh, maybe, maybe it's yeah. elephant tranquilizer. Yeah, they, go back, they go back at halftime and just inject Patrick Mahomes with fucking elephant jizz. Like, no, <laughs> I don't think that has magical powers of pain relief. Um, oh boy, that was a, t- a tough start to the <laughs> oh podcast. God, elephant semen. Tasso, what was up so... with the? What was up with the grass there in Arizona? What was going on? Uh, I don't know. I, it, it's the same dude who's been doing the grass forever. It was the guy who – I think the person who helped put the turf together was uh, the guy who used to be Kansas City Chiefs' little greenkeeper or whatever for years, ages, decades, actually. Oh, so it was an inside job. Yeah. Like, did you listen to Pardon My Take at all recently? I know it's a different podcast, but they went on a whole theory about the sod father talking about how they think he could have tampered with the field. But I don't know. It's it's turf. It's Arizona. I mean... Well, given that it was Pardon My Take, it was probably a bit, but... 100%. But still, I just mean... Sod my father. Nothing I could do about the grass, man. It's fucking... They, <laughs> paid, they paid a shit ton of money. I think... I don't know from God knows where. They've been building that field since they found out we were hosting the Super Bowl this year. And they just didn't execute like the Cardinals normally do. So it should be no surprise. So it's Arizona's on Classic yeah. Arizona sports botch job. 100%. Are you kidding me? Not as the, bad as a botch job, though, as the Philadelphia Eagles defense in the second half, who just could not stop anything to save their lives. Love that segue, Tasso. Great segue. The, the Chiefs had the ball four times in the second half, three touchdowns and a field goal. Eagles could not stop them. Disaster. And the Cardinals went and hired that defensive coordinator as their head coach. We'll we'll talk about that later, but 
God, what an awful collapse by the Eagles. That was the difference. And then Jalen Hurts played an incredible game, but he also made the one big individual mistake in the game with that fumble that uh, Nick Bolton ended up picking up and taking for a touchdown. That was a huge play. At the end of the day, the Chiefs just played a clean game. They picked apart the Eagles defense when it mattered. And uh, I think the right team won. The ending was awful, but I think the right team won. It just hurts when you see that holding call happen. They get the first down in the red zone. Then, of course, Jarek McKinnon just drops, and you just got to watch a minute and a half of straight kneels after what was a fantastic, like, honestly, one of the better Super Bowls we've seen as of recent. Like, the game was phenomenal. It was so much fun to watch. It just sucks that that's the way we got to finish it off. Yeah, it's a tough way for NFL season to end. Very on brand, I think. I feel like the refs kind of affected a lot of games this year in a way that they probably don't like to see. But uh, regardless, the Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. We'll see what happens in the offseason. I'm sure we'll we'll get into a bunch of draft talk and stuff like that. I don't know why. For some reason, Anthony Richardson is now like one of the leaders to be the number one overall pick, which is – I mean, did, did people watch him in college? That, well, different what, conversation. Yeah. Do it, Bears. Do it. Please. No, it, it, it's it's a topic for a completely separate pod. I, I don't want to get into it too much, but it just doesn't make sense. Oh, and uh, so shout out Philadelphia for having three uh, championship losses this year. Yep, and the Sixers will definitely lose like in the third round, second or third round this year. Especially that heartbreaker they just if had they got last four, night. That'd be crazy. Um, couldn't happen to a more deserving fan base. If the Sixers like got through the Bucks, got through the Celtics, and, and then, then lost. Too. In the finals to whoever they play. The Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> they lost to the Grizzlies. That would be so funny. Dude, I mean, but that would also mean that the Suns probably lost to the Grizzlies in the playoffs. And Dude, the Suns really will... Funny. We, I know we're going to talk about this later. Suns are going to lose in the first round like fucking always. Like, just... Yeah, we'll get into the NBA in a little bit. I vehemently disagree with what you just said, but we'll get into it uh, in a little bit. Joke. But before that, uh, NFL head coaching changes. We had five of them. D'Amico, baby. The Texans got D'Amico Ryans, the gem of the offseason. Are you back Can... in on the team? Are you going to sell? Are you going to sell yourself? I'm not selling my stock yet, but I'm still I'm teetering. I'm teetering. We'll see what happens in the draft. The draft could very well send me out the door. Bryce Young. <laughs> if, the, if the Texans, for some reason, just fumble that bag... They are. I mean, I would love to see Anthony Richardson go one because that means we get to pick Stroud or Bryce Young too, who are the best two quarterbacks in the draft anyway. So, mm-hmm. unless we trade that. up for one and pick Richardson at that point, that at that point I'm selling. We're out. I'm out. I get. Oh, you I'd... you in agreement with that though? Because you emphatically on this podcast said how you would hate if the Texans drafted C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young with their pick. I mean, we when did I say that? No, no, no. Said Kyle that. said this. Oh, we not you, Kyle. I like D'Amico, and so I'm I'm more inspired that way. To I trust him with a quarterback, I even though he's him. a defensive guy, even though he's going to have zero percent to do with the quarterback. But he has the vibes. He has the vibes. Okay, he'll light them up with his vibes and his energy. He literally will have nothing to do with how the quarterback performs. I know. 
Give me a break. Uh, he's, in, he's, in, he's inspiring. He'll inspire them. Um, he's the head so coach. He moving on from the Texans, the Panthers went and got Frank Reich the third, the third Reich. Oh God. I mean, um, Carolina. Carolina needed a t- a, a mix up. I they've been a very weird team to watch because they're young and they've always had. Like especially the last couple of years when they had C like CMC before they traded him, they had like a quarterback who looked like maybe they could do the job, but then just completely fell flat. It's the so second Reich Donald by the way. He's, guy. he's Frank Reich Jr. Um so uh, you know. made a, a Hitler joke and didn't even get correct. <laughs> on me, on me. Um but I mean the Panthers were a quarterback away from probably winning that division this year. You mean the shittiest division in all of football? The, yeah, the travesty? I know, I know that's not saying much, but still. Uh, speaking of that division, real quick, do you think that Tom Brady's going to stay retired? I actually do. I think he's kind of done done. We'll I, see. Think- I, I think he ran out of options this offseason. I think the one that he really wanted to do was the Sean Payton team up. But with Sean Payton going to Denver which we'll talk about as our next head coaching hire. Sean Payton goes to Denver. They're stuck with Russell Wilson, so Tom Brady can't go there. I mean, they're they're paying Wilson too much money for him to sit on the bench. They have to deal with that and start him. Yeah, but so, if there's anybody you're going to get that's going to help fix that issue no, no matter what, it's it's going to be Sean Payton. We'll see. You I would think. I, I think it could happen. Uh, what we saw from Wilson this past year was – Bleak, to say the least. Bleak. He was my fantasy quarterback for the first half of the year. He was bleak. That's I had to disgusting. go to Danny Dimes. Still made the playoffs. Fuck you guys. Danny Dimes got, was got, got incredible us. fantasy quarterback second half of the year. Incredible. I loved it. Kyle thinks he's a fantasy football god because for the first time ever, he didn't. He wasn't fighting for last place this season. It's a big step up. It is a big step up. I had, I, I'll probably be right back at the barrel next year. But, uh... It was honestly, it was Josh Jacobs. That guy saved my life. But anyways, the oh, and Den- Jamal Williams, you know, scoring every single touchdown for the Lions. That was also a big help. The whole yeah, b- biggest vulture in the NFL. Loved it. Um, yeah, Sean Payton's going to the Broncos. That's just such a tough division too. I still think they're probably the fourth team in that division. Well, what about what about yeah, Vegas on the Raiders. now? I still, I, I still think the Raiders are in a better position because they could draft one, they could sign one, they could trade for one. We'll see what happens, but I think the the Raiders overall have just as much talent as the Broncos do, and we'll see. Uh, but I mean, they're they're definitely not competing with the Chiefs and the Chargers yet. No. Um, moving on from the Broncos, the Colts were the first team to hire an Eagles coordinator. They go get Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. The smarter hire. Out of the two. In the Super Bowl. Out of the two coordinators, yes, I would agree with that. But at the same time, that Eagles offense stacked. The Colts offense is about the opposite of stacked right now. They've got uh, Michael Pittman, who is a legit wide receiver one. They've got Zombie Jonathan Taylor. That's about it. Didn't they just get another running back? I know they got rid of Hines. The Didn't Colts. They snack someone on? Didn't they snack they have someone Matt else? Matt Ryan, bro. I think Matt Ryan's gone. 
There's no Zach way. There's Posh. no way with the new height. Okay, never mind. Utah legend. Forget Pac-12, that. Pac-12 champ. Pac-12 legend. The stuff of ASC fans' nightmares. Zach Moss. I I just don't really uh, see it with them, and unless they really hit with the quarterback, no. which they could do, but they're picking fourth, so they're probably going to have to trade up. Unless I think it would be hilarious if they just stuck at four and picked Will Levis, because I think Will Levis is going to be actual dog shit in the NFL, and that would just be funny if they got stuck in that spot. Yeah, the Colts. The Colts are. You gotta feel bad for the Colts a little bit because no. ever since no, no, okay, because you two are rivals, whatever. But like in the sense of Andrew Luck just out of nowhere retiring, and that franchise has never been able to recover from that. Andrew Luck shut out the city of Houston. Yeah, he was a uh, that, that's the that's the conspiracy is that he was double agent for Houston the entire time. He just knew that. Retiring early with no notice was just going to torpedo them, and guess what? It, did. it torpedoed the entire franchise. Uh, little did he know that the Texans would not ca- capitalize on that because we are still dog shit. Well, yeah, you had jokes a, on you, Andrew. You had a little sexual predator with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Yeah. Well, that, no I one mean, saw that coming, and except the masseuses, they saw it coming. Oof. I guess they didn't. That's going to get cut. <laughs> I'm probably going to leave it in. I mean, it, oh, I, God. I, I feel like it's it's been long enough. I, I don't know. If we're if we're gonna if we're gonna end this pod, we're gonna end this pod by making Harry Ruggs jokes. I feel like we can make Sean uh, Watson. Right. Jokes. Yeah, you're right. God, it's gonna be a lot. Of I didn't include Sean Watson on my list. That's so stupid. I guess well, never been... I don't do any of us. It was really violent. violent. It was not really violent. No, yeah, you. Yeah, we can get into that later. But anyways. Um, but I guess I do have a couple on here that weren't technically violent that were wrong. Anyway, that's our starting nine. We're doing uh, athletes that have committed violent crime. Um, we'll get into that <laughs> at the end. So the one coaching hire that I really want to talk about a little bit more, it's the first ever piss on it review from the camp.blog. It's Tasso's Arizona Cardinals hiring Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator that absolutely shit the bed in the Super Bowl. I just want to say, to start this off, this was the most Michael Bidwell type of bullshit I've had to witness. First, he makes me happy and believe in him again when he instantly fires Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime right before the offseason starts. the owner of the Cardinals, for those that don't know. Yes. Then, all of a sudden, it looks like Sean Payton parades coming back to town. Everything's looking fantastic. Starts to take a sweet fucking time. Then next thing I know, we're I'm hearing shit about Frank Reich. Then I'm hearing shit about Brian Flores, who's suing us. And yet, we're going to still hire him as the head coach. D'Amico Ryan's name kept popping up. And it all looked like, okay, if we don't get Sean Payton, we have a nice little list. Nope. Instead, Bidwell somehow blows what was a seven-hour interview with Sean Payton, lets him go sign with Denver, and then the dominoes of every single other head coach fell. And then Super Bowl week comes up, and he goes, you know what? We're going to wait till after the Super Bowl to make a hire. Because why the fuck not? And just completely blew this head coaching job, letting, I think, every candidate at the beginning of the offseason that was in the top six for the Cardinals all go somewhere else. 
Brian Flores well, hated the job so much, he went to go back to be a defensive coordinator instead of becoming a head coach. Well, I will say, looking at the other jobs, Sean Payton, I think, was always looking at Denver. I think he was going to go to Denver unless someone convinced him otherwise. And I, the Cardinals probably came close. I mean, you don't meet with someone for seven hours no. without it being close to happening. But when he left that building without a deal, I mean, that's when you know it's probably not going to happen. D'Amico Ryan's, I think, was always going to go to the Texans. I wrote about that in my uh, blog that I wrote about it. I mean, his family is from there. He started his career there. They drafted him. Like he's No, that makes he was, sense. He was destined to go there. He, the, he was just waiting until his season with the Niners was over. But when the Cardinals said they were going to wait until after the Super Bowl, they pretty much were down to Steichen or Gannon because why else would you wait? Exactly. And then, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel yet about these, just even the Cardinals coaching staff period. Cause don't forget they had to rehire, not only the head coach, we had to hire a new defensive coordinator and a new offensive coordinator. I think our offensive coordinator is 29 years old. And yeah, he was the, Isn't the old coach Browns for the Browns. Yeah. Not a good, not a good look. No Oof. awful look. And he's like in charge of the offense. Cause Gannon oh, yeah. obviously is a defensive guy. Yeah, at least the Suns are good. It's all I have hope for them and the Diamondbacks. I I never thought I'd see that day. You have hope for the Diamondbacks? They're pretty decent. I have I have some hope for the D backs this year. We should have made the playoffs if it wasn't for not having a closer. I don't know, but bleak for the Cardinals. Bleak. The video with him meeting the players was dreadful. His you, press conference, it was like it wasn't quite as bad as remember the Adam Gase intro. That press for, conference, press was conference terrible. with the Jets. Yeah, that was really bad. It wasn't quite that bad, but still, just was not very convincing at all. Didn't really seem like he. Maybe he's feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome. I don't know. I probably would, but should be that the, when that video came out of him meeting the team, the amount of myrrh and practical Joker jokes that I saw with him attached to that video blew up my Twitter account. Like, my whole feed was, and tonight's loser, Murr will be now the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. With that video attached, and it just was really rough to watch. Yeah. One of the cheesiest things I've ever seen. Just brutal. Well, all right, that's uh, the NFL head coaching changes. That puts a bow on the NFL season. We're moving on to next year. We'll get into the NFL draft. We already talked a little bit about it. We'll get into um, free agency trades. Anything that happens, I'm sure we'll discuss it. But we are moving on now to what kind of becomes the primary focus, and that's the NBA. Tasa, we haven't spoke since the biggest day in the history of the Phoenix Suns. Oh, I mean, you guys saw my text that night. When I texted, got that uh, Twitter. When you got that notification on your phone, the the trade happened. So the this is how this is how my night went. I'm watching a movie for the for the pod that I'll preview later that Tyler and I were doing, and I get a text going, "Sons are trading for KD." I hadn't gotten the update yet, and I go, "Oh, that's bullshit." The two woes bombs drop, and I've never screamed louder in my life. I think I and instantly texted everybody in our group chat going. There is a God. It, su- it sucked to see Mikel and Cam leave because they're fan favorites. They're great young players. 
They're gonna. They've already shown that they're gonna thrive in Brooklyn. It does suck to see them go, but at the end of the day, it's Kevin fucking Durant, and he is now Phoenix Sun, which is something that you called me a fool for six months ago, Nick. That no, I no, believe no, no. that Here, it could happen. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. They were talking about it in the off season, and I told you in the off season it would never happen because of the DeAndre Ayton situation, which is was a hundred percent true. There was a clear material change in Brooklyn when Kyrie forced his way out. Once Kyrie forced his way out, everything was in play, and the Nets were willing to take less than they were wanting in the summer to get Durant off the books because he wanted to leave. I do not think you could have made that trade in the offseason. Probably not. You would have had to also include Aiden or additional picks. Yeah, it was, yeah. All I know it also is, it also didn't help that the Nets didn't really want Aiden. Which what does that say about Aiden? I already have my own beef with Aiden. I've always had my own beef with Aiden since he came into the league. But can't trust a wildcat. True. Never. But Never. I mean, this is this is huge for the Suns getting Kevin Durant. It'll be the first time since Eric Bledsoe was a Sun that Devin Booker will have a teammate averaging over twenty points a game. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. He it literally not even with Chris, not even with Mikel, no one. I think Bledsoe and TJ Warren are arguably the last two teammates who were averaging twenty a game with him. But TJ's back. TJ's back. We don't play him, but we got Terrence Ross, who's looking great. I just it KD so huge, especially after watching the Suns Bucks game today. Just. Book wasn't on. Granted, it was a three-point game. The Suns came back, whatever. But it really showed when Book can't play, when he's off, they have really nobody else to take over. So this is kind of going off off topic a second from what we were just talking about. But it's a question for both of you. Kyle Slaughter first, I'll ask you. Does this trade make the Phoenix Suns the favorites in the Western Conference? No. Who would you take over them in the Western Conference? Nuggets. Joker is so Joker. The team's really good. Um, I don't like the depth from the Suns compared to the to the Nuggets. So while the Suns, you know, are are now just a major player, the Nuggets are just so good, and Joker's hungry for for a uh, for finals. Tasso Anos, does this trade make the Phoenix Suns the favorites in the Western Conference? For Jinx reasons, I'm saying no. Oh, boo. Because here, here, here's what it comes down to. Kyle brings up a good point with the Nuggets. The The other player in this as well, as I still think, the Clippers. Kawhi and Paul George look really fucking good I, with that I just team. don't trust – I don't trust the health at all. And and, Russ, and Westbrook is going to do something really stupid to submarine them. Probably. Yep. And that's the only uh, – that's the only relaying factor – because just the way they've played, they've looked. He's amazing. gonna have the ball in a one possession game in game. I don't know game four in a series, and he's just gonna do his stupid yeah. mid range jump shot that he's bricks, and then the other team gets a rebound and wins. No, but I I truly think now the West is down to. Obviously, it's gonna sound bias coming from me, but I truly think it's down to the Nuggets and the Suns after this trade, of who's gonna duke it out for the West. I also like the Kings. I've been watching a lot of their games recently. They look good. 
The Kings are very so, good. The Kings just don't have experience. I think that's what I think that's what's going to hinder them the most. The Kings kind of remind me of the Grizzlies last year, where there's a ton of ability, there's a ton of talent, but you get into a playoff situation and it seems like it might be a little bit too big. I would honestly take the Kings over the Grizzlies right now in a seven game series. I would too. I just I don't really know what's going on with the Grizzlies, but they've been playing not great now for like a month and a half. I feel like that Shannon Sharp game in Los Angeles just killed killed them. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> I mean, never seen just, guy five games back from first in the West. Yeah, but I, I, it, that's a function of how good they were before this stretch of playing horrible. Jaws only scared were, the Celtics. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it too. I think they talked a little bit too much shit, and now they have a bit of a target on their back. I think everyone's going to want to beat them. Um, which is sad because I really liked Jaw, and I didn't expect him to be the target on his back guy two years into his career, but here we are. I mean, it doesn't help when you say that and you're not even the one seed in your conference. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they, they're, <laughs> they, play, they were so good in the first half that I think they'll probably still be like a firm playoff team, but yeah. they're on like their current trajectory as they're playing now, they would end up somewhere in the five, six, seven range, which obviously you don't want to end up the seven because that's a, that's a playing situation where you might be playing LeBron or the Warriors. I don't want to be playing LeBron or the Warriors in a one game playoff no. situation. Especially the Lakers are looking a little bit better with D'Angelo Russell now, because they now have another scoring option and it looks like Clay Thompson's all the way back. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play either of those teams. In, a, in the plan. Can I mention something about Tankathon real quick? That I've been paying attention to. Well, uh, can we get into Tankathon after we talk about the Bucks? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get because I have because, something to say. Yeah, uh, the the Bucks fourteen game winning streak. They just beat the Suns without Giannis. The yeah, only thing good. to me that could stop them is the injuries. I still think with all their guys, they're better than the Celtics. One hundred percent. Because I, There's I no think doubt. Giannis is the best player in that series. No disrespect to Jason Tatum, but he's not as good as Giannis is. Yeah, and also on top of that, you have Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, who both can drop twenty plus a game. Versus the Celtics, who the next, like they have Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart is not really an offensive threat. He's more of a defensive. He won't get a bunch of numbers, and same with Robert Williams. He's not super huge offensively. I just think they Der- match Derek up. White's, Derek White's been really good this year. Derek White is a problem. Yeah. I just think when you look at it, like, 1v1 paper on paper, like how they both match up, I think they're both almost equal defensively. Like, it's very close. I just think the Bucks have a better – have a little more of an offensive advantage. Yeah, it, it... It'll be interesting. Kind of combining the two topics, I my finals pick right now is a rematch of Bucks Suns from two years ago. I think Fucking the Suns. Kill me. <laughs> the problem with the Suns in the playoffs is that you mentioned the death piece, Kyle. You get into the playoffs, you're going to have Dur- assuming Durant is healthy, which I know is a big assumption. Comes he's probably Wednesday. playing forty minutes a game. Booker is probably playing thirty-five to forty minutes a game. I think those two on the court together are just a nightmare. And the stuff that Monty Williams does offensively is so intricate 
and so hard to play. If we get a Nuggets Suns Western Conference Finals, it would be like basketball porn. <laughs> it would just be <laughs> the the offensive, the like how intricate the offense would be and how sophisticated the sets would be. Every single time down the floor, it would be incredible to watch. Jokic would absolutely eat done Aiton for breakfast. But see, we've already seen for that. Seven though, games. We swept they would put yeah. – well, and now they have Durant to throw at Jokic, which they yeah. didn't have before. It's true. So, like – But that yeah, team, no, that last that, – that, when you swept them, that team was what? No Jamal Murray, and there's the rest of the other players were like, what? Tor- Tor- Tory Craig on that team at the time? Like, yeah, they, they, Aaron they, Gordon. Their team was, their team was they garbage. They have Aaron Gordon playing better this year. They have um, Michael Carter – Michael Porter Jr. playing very, very well. So this team is not the Nuggets team last year. This is a, yeah, but this that, team is that, more well-rounded. Wasn't that Nuggets team a four seed, though, when we played them? So clearly the severely an issue the rest of the seed. league. They, they, it was just they had the injuries, though, going into that season. Jamal Murray was hurt going into that, into that whole season. There's no narrative of we beat well, a hurt Nuggets team when, they, when good, that was how it was. That's how good Jokic is. is he, he's, he's good enough to give you – a f- top five seed every year, regardless Correct. of who it's playing with. And so but in my, the playoff series, it was is, it was it was clearly obvious that they were not as not as good as they would have been with Murray in the lineup. Yeah, I'm just saying that's a dumb narrative though, because he was hurt the whole season. Everybody knew he wasn't going to fucking play. It's, it's it's how the season went. Kyle, you had something to say about Tankathon. So, um, first of all, San Antonio Spurs, fucking. Fuck off! Sixteen, 16 in a losses. row. Like they are break. They Pop. they are making it look. They're making it look incredible. The tanking thing. It really looks like it's kind of a, a Texas two step with the the Rockets and the Spurs. It right is. Now. And again, we can't escape the Spurs in anything. Rivalry. Wimby. Oh, it's it's crazy how much they're losing and how fit how effectively they're losing. We were um, talking about it over text. Even if. <laughs> The Rockets end up with the worst record. Victor Wembanyama is such a spur. He is a spur, and I know he's a spur. Um, it's frustrating. Just like I knew Luca was a Maverick before that draft. You did. You just see it in them, uh, especially when you're their rival teams. You just know what happens, and because it's going to hurt you. And he's going to go to the Spurs, and then be Timmy D Part Two and stuff. Haunt my dreams, and they're going to get some well, French point guard as well. And it's going to, it's going to bother me. Additionally. So they're 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 tanking efficiently. I say that their young guys are getting tons of minutes and learning, whereas the Rockets, Steven Silas can't fucking figure out just that to, to keep playing Alperin Shingun more than twenty minutes a game. Give me a break. He's our bet. He's our future. Like he is so good. You need to keep playing him. Now he's getting now he's getting pissed that he keeps getting benched. Like ah, so frustrating. We need to fire Silas. Like. You need to just play our young guys. Please develop them. Alper and Shingun is going to be so good. Did you see the story about Victor Wembanyama and how they measured him at the beginning of the season for like the official league stats, and he was like seven three in shoes. Mm-hmm. They remeasured him for the introductory round of the international NBA scouting combine and thing that they do to kind of filter out players. In shoes, they measured him officially at seven five. He's a big boy. That's taller than, than Boban. That's taller yeah. than Boban. Yeah. And he can and, move. And he can move and he can shoot. The only I thing know. that's going to stop him is is like a freak injury, which could happen with that body, but still. 
My God. I, I want him in Houston so bad. Well, he's a spur. I know buddy, he's a spur. Spurs are I losing 16, and you know for a fact. NBA, if if the wanna... NBA wants viewership, if they want money, they, they rig it for – They want him in Houston because it's the biggest market. I think it's if – the if, biggest TV market. They want him in Houston. If you're evaluating mm-hmm. – in, just in terms of that argument, then you have like a situation with what happened with New Orleans and Zion, where a team that's kind of middle of the road gets him, like wins the yeah. lottery out of nowhere and gets him. They're gonna want. Like, they're gonna want to bump up one. Probably the more NBA than is a, the NBA, one. just like the Spurs. The NBA is a better league, and the Rockets are good. That's just not true. That's but... that's just delusional. That's you just, just the dumbest blue. fucking Houston just, bullshit that came out of your not mouth. True. The same thing with the, with the Suns. These are no. top five. Top five. These are top so, the, five. The NBA was just as fine when the Suns were the joke of a franchise. I would argue. I would, I would argue that historically there are four teams that legitimately garner the league more attention when they're good: the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, and the Sixers. One hundred percent. That is correct. You had the fourth largest city in the U.S. with 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 basketball apathy right now. But what's the bumping like, numbers up in terms of media market? Like Dallas is bigger, and you're good. We need we needed a Rockets team up there too. I think the Texas Triangle; those three teams are very important to be good for the NBA. I'm going to tell you this one more time, Kyle. Nobody gives a flying fuck how good Houston sports are, except for you psychopath Houstonians. <laughs> They are fine sitting at the bottom of the league and sucking for a little bit, especially if you're about to go get James Harden again, because that's a real possibility. I'm gonna I'm gonna have just, to edit that because Tosser just yelled into his mic. That was yeah, that annoying. was on that was very much on purpose. Kyle, just nobody gives a fuck if Houston's good or not. NFL's fine with the Texans sucking ass. Oh, that's MLB's got trash we're can an expansion bangers. team. We're an expansion it's, team. The, it's the NBA. People historically can give two fucks less. People only outside, care about the Rockets because of James outside Harden. Outside of the city limits of Houston, the si- the city of Houston does not matter. It's the same way Dallas, the same way Phoenix. Like no one gives a shit outside of Houston city limits. Massive rivalries, massive good history, basketball history. I disagree. Sure, there's rivalries, but like, okay. I don't think people really talk about the like like I know about the Rockets Mavs rivalry because I'm a Mavs fan. Well, you're just forgetting the complete apathy of the 2010s with the Rockets-Warriors rivalry. That was a major story for years. It's not a rivalry if you don't beat them. (sighs) Really, they were scared of asking any Warriors fan. Can we also talk about what normally when you say prime basketball history, you only talk about Hakeem Olajuwon, and that's really it? We get it. You were good. You were good in the nineties. Which, in fairness, I mean, I mean, in fairness, they in fairness, Hakeem would have won another championship if MJ didn't, you know, come back. Great. But you don't see me, Kyle. You, you're going to try to turn this on me. I never brag about how good the Suns were in the 90s or in the early 2000s. I talk about how shitty we were for the last 10 fucking years. All the goddamn time. Because I know but nobody I gives a fuck you, if we were good. If you said the Suns, the, the Suns are important to, to the like the NBA as a whole, I would agree. Okay, they are. But I would I never say that. I don't that think they are. I don't, I don't believe that. I truly think I they're only think good they for the – they're good for the city when they are good. Nobody could give two shits less. Everybody shits on the fucking Suns for being good right now. I don't think it's better for the league. It's better for the city, for sure. The, the <laughs> league could give a fuck less. The only league that 
like legitimately has it set up in a way where big markets get preferential treatment is baseball because of the way that they do the salaries. And that's true. In every other sport, we have a salary cap. Any team can be good. Any team can be bad. Like mm-hmm. Kansas City just won a Super Bowl. Green Bay, Green Bay, Wisconsin has historically one of the best franchises in football. Oh, Pittsburgh, yeah. like these are not big markets. It's but anyway, about the stories. Just about Shut the up. stories. Shut but up. no one knows the stories. stories. Are important. Can we can we just move on to the next topic? Because he's <laughs> he's going on a stupid fucking. Houston's yeah, I, yeah, we, yeah. We can. Uh, I I just mentioned baseball. Baseball's back. Baseball is back. Fuck yeah, it is. The biggest news today, probably the biggest news of the off season, because we were already looking forward to it next year, was Manny Machado is going. He's staying in San Diego. Might be one of the dumbest contracts I've ever seen. Three hundred and fifty million. Where, where for does 11 San Diego years. get this money? He's thirty years old. I don't understand old. it. He will be forty-one when this contract expires. Yeah, he's I, I just want to know. So stupid. Where does where did San Diego get this money? Because they've got a high, they've got Tatis on contract, Juan Soto on contract, Sander Bogarts on track on contract, and now Manny Machado along and with Darvish. Like Blake Snell, Darvish. They just all those Darvish. fucking guys. Like, where are they getting this fucking money? I mean, this you could make the same argument for the Yankees, Dodgers. Yeah, but the Yankees and Dodgers have always been that way. The Padres haven't. Like this is very recently where out of nowhere they've gotten the cash flow to drop money like it's nothing. Well, I I mean the the Rangers are doing it too. They're spending dumb money on players that, you know, won't really move the needle for them. Um I don't know. I I I and I'm sure we'll do pretty Detailed deep dives on baseball as we get closer to opening day, but oh, yeah. I I just don't I don't know I I understand wanting to tie down Machado for a couple more years, but eleven years much. eleven years much. is so much money that's crazy. It it makes no sense. It, we'll see how it plays out, but we will. Yeah, but we talked about baseball, the. Uh, though, oh, go ahead. I was going to say we're probably going to bring up the same thing the the. Bottom of the ninth, three-two count with it ending on the actual pitch clock rule. And the yeah, batter the, box uh, the, violation. The, pitch clock, the batter box violation is something that I very curious to see how that entirely plays out. I also watched like some clips. It feels a little rushed to me. Like it doesn't feel natural. It is. I th- I think that I think it's a good idea, but I think fifteen seconds with no batters on, twenty seconds with batters on is way too. Way too slow. It'll take way too fast. Too. It'll it'll take a while to get used to. I think ultimately it'll be good because that's the number one complaint that people have about baseball is that you sit there for five sections, five seconds of action, and then you wait twenty to thirty seconds, sometimes longer than that, for another five seconds. I think. I mean, don't walk. I I enjoy I enjoy the game for what it is. Well, because sure, and I do too, but a lot of people don't. Yeah, they're impatient people. Uh, because, like, did you see they timed the first two games of spring training with the pitch clock? Did either of you see how long they ended up being? Because it's kind of crazy. I think it was the Yankees, and I forget who they played, was two hours and 31 minutes. The next game was two hours and 39 minutes with the pitch yeah. clock in effect. That's, so you cut the and, game by an hour and a half. I mean, think almost. about Think about what, like, an NBA game is about two and a half hours. Hockey is about two and a half hours. Like, 
That's what you're competing with. And you have games every night. Like, you don't need to have four or five hour games. And that's yeah. why they're bringing back the Ghost Runner thing, too. I think the Ghost Runner thing is more stupid than the pitch clock. <sighs> I hate it. Um, but I also think you think about going to a baseball game yourself. That's like a whole thing. It's an event. It's like a nice four and a five, four and a half, five hour thing where you're sitting there at a baseball game, enjoying the atmosphere. Two and a half hours. That can barely even you can barely even get through four beers. Well, also maybe, yeah, maybe I'm just jaded because I spent no. way too much time baseball games last well, here's year. Also, <laughs> here's also the other thing on top of it. You know, going into the game, there's no fucking clock. I'm sorry. Like, you know what you're signing up for, and you're sitting here bitching and moaning about it. Every other sport has a timer, because that, like, that's just the way the game's played. Baseball's about, it was America's pastime. It's about enjoying it. Going to the ball game, sitting in a stadium, hucking down a foot-long fucking hot dog, and chugging a 17-ounce beer, and doing that eight times, because you got to do one for inning. I sat through the whole seven-and-a-half, eight-hour mess that was game Game two of Astros Mariners. Well, that's a playoff game. Or, uh, that's but, different. That's a playoff like, game. Well, it was miserable. I still enjoyed it. It doesn't happen often. But I just yeah, think that's more of a reflection is. on how things are now versus necessarily the game. People want go, 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 and nobody wants to be patient enough to sit through it. It's about instant gratification. But that could be a different topic for a different day. And like my like an interesting thing for me is like they also like windups, they're limiting windups, and yeah, isn't Luis bat- Garcia illegal now? Illegal now? Illegal, and uh, which he only did it. It's not that big. he only did that whenever there's no runners on. Yeah. Um, and then people, it's like it doesn't feel natural anymore. Some some batters need like step out of the box, take their time, blah blah, blah to to get into a rhythm. And so I wonder if that's going to affect anybody because it's their routine. I think we'll see a lot of pitching injuries this year. Personally, because I agree with you. With watching the highlights of that of the games with the pitch clock, the pitchers look more rushed than the batters do. And I think because, like you're talking about, the, the, especially with pitching, it's a lot about rhythm and having your timing down and everything else. I think because you're throwing that off and it's going to take pitchers a while for them to get used to it, we're going to see a lot of pitching injuries throughout the season. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I definitely I have a couple things to go through. We'll go through team by team preview. I also have a top 100 MLB players rankings list that I am cooking up right now. So that will probably be an episode all of its own. But uh, I can't wait for you to slander the Astros. No, it was com- <laughs> in terms of the team previews. We'll see. But the player rankings completely unbiased. I think you'll actually be surprised. Um, I hope so. But all right, that's uh, that's baseball. One other sports topic before we move on. We're back. ASU's back, baby. We're back, baby. Bobby Hurley. Not that any of our listeners will care, but no. Uh, ASU beat U of A on a half court heave yesterday. It was more like like a three quarter court shot. Yeah, but it, was, it was from the other was, logo, the little yeah, like was, logo. It was insane. That, that entire game was a disaster. Uh, our guys didn't know they were look, look like the fuck they were doing. They looked so immature, so sloppy, and we pulled that out of our ass. I you still, know what, though? I, I still can't believe that in a college basketball game you can score eighty nine points and almost lose. Like that, that's absurd. <laughs> you know, you know why though? Because we didn't, we didn't fake that fucking injury to get off the court and be cowards, not shooting free throws. Yeah, Omar, Omar Ballo, if you're listening to this, you're a coward. He's an absolute coward in the, the basketball court. 
And the basketball gods blessed us with that. They guided that shot in. They sent him back to the line at the end of the game. He missed the free throw that he should have made, and then he made the free throw that he should have missed. It was it was really funny. But when when that ball went up, I just thought, man, we tried so hard and we still fucked it up. And then the ball went in the basket, and I immediately jumped oh, off my. It cap. was. It was clean out of his hand. I knew it was going in the second it left his hand. I don't know why. I don't know how. I just remember sitting there getting ready to jump out of my couch because I knew watching that ball up in the air, I knew it was going in. I thought it was going to be way short, honestly. I thought it was going to be way, way short. It's uh, Desmond Cambridge is carrying us. He might have carried us back to the NCAA tournament. Granted, we there's a very good chance that we're going to be back here in like two weeks. ASU is getting ready for the NIT. And, uh, you know, we're back out on Bobby Hurley. But um, for yeah, now, that's, it's likely. My dream is a, is a, an 11 seed, which we won't get. We'll get a, we'll get a play in. But playing Texas A&M in the first round, because uh, it would be just hysterical if the shitty-ass ASU team knocked out that A&M team that all my Aggie friends are like, this team's the best team ever. Um, so if we get... Be- if we have to play, I don't even know if I want to play. It's like at the point with me and A and M, I don't even know if I want to play them because I don't want to lose to them. Yeah, but like, we have the excuse of like, yeah, we're dog shit. I don't like, don't like doing that. But if we beat them, if we beat them, it would be hysterical. I don't know. All I know that, is for now, ugh. fuck you, babe. Fuck. Not you, for babe. now. Not for well, now. Always, always fuck you, babe. Forever. But even and we knocked them out of. Uh, now. Definitely knocked them. They'd have to win the Pac-12 tournament and win out this season to make a one seed. So we essentially knocked them out of they, the chance. They're going to be probably a three or four seed. They have five conference losses, which is a lot for a one seed. So and we, we secured be. that. We did our we did our job. Thanks, Bobby Hurley. We should have beaten them the first time around too. Uh, but uh, that's that's enough ASU talk. ASUs, they know they just let us down over and over again. Um, but, you know, we, we get to celebrate the one or two times they don't, so. They're the only sports teams we got, essentially, at a college level. At college, Especially yeah. for me, Rice, garbage. I grew up an ASU fan, so it's really all I got. Well, that's a good good sports talk. I guess we're not done with sports entirely because of the starting nine that we've got cooked up for later. But <laughs> We're going to talk about the, uh, the, the dark side of sports. But uh, we'll we'll take a quick break and then we'll get into a little bit of pop culture. Uh, we've got a, a couple exciting announcements and uh, we'll talk some some Marvel as well. So, all right, coming back, we've all seen Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, the latest Marvel release. Gents, thoughts on the film? Critics fucking suck. I. I truly thought this movie had no business getting the terrible reviews it got. It's not like the greatest MCU movie ever made. It's definitely way better than the 47% I saw on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's a fun movie. It's Ant-Man. Like, Kang, Kang was awesome. I thought he was fantastic, and I can't wait to see what happens with Jonathan Majors throughout however long he's in the MCU. I thought the CGI for what it is wasn't awful. I just thought more than anything, this movie got hurt by the writing, but it definitely did not deserve like the, the huge hate it got by critics. Yeah. I I thought it was, I mean, it's exactly what 
you expect when you're going in for a Marvel movie. It's like there were three things on my box that I was expecting going into the movie. I knew I was going to be entertained. Check. I knew Jonathan Majors was going to be awesome. Check. And I knew that it wasn't going to be like a cinematic masterpiece. Check. Like that, that's what you winning. These movies aren't winning awards for writing, and so people, if people go in expecting that, they're going to be disappointed. Yeah, I, like I, I just, think they only win these. These movies only win for special effects, or Angela people, Bassett, or Angela Bassett. She deserved um, that. She deserved that Oscar nom, though. Angela Bassett fucking killed um, it in Black like, Panther. Outside of that, like, don't expect anything other than like mindless money grab fun, and that's that's exactly what this movie was like. Six point five for a movie, but I was entertained and. It, didn't I wasn't like wow I should not have seen that I was I was thoroughly entertained. I mean, wow. what did I what did I give it? I gave it a seven point seven. It was oh, fine. Wow, I gave it like seven point one. Yeah, so I mean, we're in the same neighborhood. We're, I mean, we're in the ballpark. Yeah, I I I thought it was it was entertaining. It was fun. It's not going to break the like the movie making like industry. Or anything, I, I I guess that's the context for the greater discussion. Tasso, maybe you have some ideas, but I feel like sometime between when Endgame came out and and I guess now, obviously the pandemic happened between then and now. When did it become cool to all of a sudden just start shitting on Marvel movies? So I think this catches one. I think the effect that we've hit is Marvel tried to get cute and content dump everything at one year because we were on a pandemic. So we had nothing else better to do. So they dropped a shit ton of Marvel at us. And I think people got overwhelmed with it. People started to see the quality go down because it turned into more quantity versus quality issue. Also, this suffers what Star Wars suffers where their fans just can't be fucking grateful for that we are seeing this content put out. It's not always going to be great. That's what happens when you mass produce. It just, it is what it is. But people are expecting like to get Lord of the Rings, like the original trilogy out of these movies when you're not. Endgame was phenomenal. It's, it stinks that it, it everything's not as great as we hoped it would be, but it's what happens. I think people also forget when you kind of go back and relook at a lot of the movies that were in phase one of it, they weren't that good compared to the rest of the movies we saw. Oh, like the, the first two Thor movies are terrible. Awful. And I think people forget yeah. that because we're seeing a lot more Marvel and that Marvel has to literally reset up. They have to reintroduce a whole bunch of characters and build this from the ground up. And I think people are being overly harsh. And at least the MCU is doing good and trying to be different. but. Marvel fans, like the hardcore ones, I understand, but like, get the fucking stick out of your ass and just enjoy it and see that this world is actually coming to life and it's going to take fucking time. I think I'd agree with you. I think the the problem was that Kevin, and I, I heard this said from Kevin Feige, and he said that he thinks the issue was that they put out a lot of content at the same time and people just kind of got burnt out and started noticing, like, sort of nitpicking it, whereas... In the first couple phases, they were all so spread out, and the hype was so built up. People were just excited to see them, rather than the, rather than getting content every couple months and being able to critically look at it. 
Um, and instead, instead of just being excited that this movie was coming out and this, the plot was advancing. I also feel like there's a lot of uh, like expectations about what people want out of the plot, and when that doesn't necessarily happen, people get mad. That happened in Game of Thrones, too. Like yeah. the the ending of Game of Thrones, people got mad at that because they had built up over the years of the show being out all these expectations for how they wanted it to end and ended up not being that way. Like I watched Game of Thrones all the whole show I watched it in like a couple months because I watched the first few seasons the first how there's six seasons, right? Eight. Eight. Oh, eight se- oh, well, then I watched the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones in the build-up to the eighth season. So I watched it all pretty much, like, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. I didn't really have the time to build up those expectations, and I thought the ending was great. And and I can tell by Kyle's face that he disagrees, but... The ending's lost. I mean, Toss and I talked about this ad, ad nauseum where I don't disagree with how, like, the like strictly plot-wise, how it all ended up, except for Bran being king, but I could talk about the fucking ages. Um, I I had an issue with the pace and the writing because of how good seasons one through five, even six, I include... Some people don't count six, but I include six. How good those were and how the pace was and how developed it was. Um, I even like seven. I don't hate. I don't hate seven. I I was entertained, but like season eight, was, I will say they definitely ended it a little bit too early, and I that think. was an HBO's fault. That was the writers' fault yeah, because they, they said they weren't going to do more than they weren't going to do another couple seasons. And originally, George uh, George R. R. Martin HBO wanted ten to do season seven and eight. I think you could have done the whole war with the the Night King. That could have been one season, correct? Yes, Kyle, Kyle and, and I have talked the, about this, and then the war between Daenerys and the Lannisters, and then eventually Jon Snow. That could have been a season by itself. And they they wanted, made it. They combined it all into one season when it could have been like two to three. HBO wanted season seven and eight to be four season arc, which yeah, would have heavily that sounds about right. Which would have heavily focused on the war between. Daenerys and Cersei and also combating the Night King and not having it be one single episode um, yeah. where it was a sick episode though strategic, I mean it was it was sick but, but strategic, strategically terrible in terms of like even like this is nitpicking but like where the Unsullied were and the send of the cavalry out first and but you just have to do it all the one time it was, it was purely for visual effects whereas you had in like season two, three, four of Game of Thrones, like the tactical like battles are actually realistic. And and, and then Arya fucking ex machina fucking dropping knife. It was sick, but like I want some build up for them. I don't want to kill a Night King in one fucking no, episode. Yeah. Give me a break. I think I think they kind of steered this conversation back a little bit. I think this brings up a good point though, where fans want a very certain thing. And it's not necessarily right for what the movie needs to do. And I think people get so blinded by that, especially with people like Game of Thrones world, Star Wars world, Lord of the Rings world, Marvel world, even DC. People get so blinded by what they actually want to see that when it doesn't hit the exact quote, like fucking this, it needs to get to this, 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 and this they get so pissed off and act like, well, Marvel just fucking ruined all of this because kind of like what you said, they kind of want everything to happen in one 
little movie when that's fucking impossible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people put up theories in their head and their theories become canon. And if this creation isn't that, then they get upset. Imagine people's theories for like who the, who is the Chaturis in the first Avengers wasn't correct. And these like what people's mindsets right now with, with media consumption, they could have been really pissed about Thanos being created because like that wasn't their theory. Like, like we're also seeing it now too. Cause I, People are already starting to try to turn on Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which was a great movie, a fantastic movie. was definitely the that best was, one that Marvel's come out with since. I, th- I mean, I thought it was better than the first one. Yeah, I could see that. G- given the circumstances of everything they had to deal with, I thought it was better than the first one. Correct. But like... Fa- I, I thought it was okay. Fa- fans are... It's definitely, I definitely think it's the best Marvel movie they've put out probably since Endgame. Um, but... Without question. Yeah, but like people are already going back and turning on it because a lot of people are ticked off about Shuri being the new Black Panther. You haven't seen it. Sorry for the spoiler, but the fuck are you doing? Um, which like, I, it's not the greatest thing, but like nobody knows what's going to happen after this with these characters. Like for all we know, maybe in the long run, people are going to look back and see it as whatever. But like everybody's already turning around and trying to shit on the movies that came behind. When in reality, the only real movie that should get turned around and get shit on from these last Marvel movies is Eternals. But which I like. See, I didn't. I didn't hate Eternals. I actually kind of. I hated Eternals. Eternals up until the last like thirty minutes because it just the pacing of that movie was ass. Same with Thor: Love and Thunder. But like people were trying to go back and turn on these movies, like I just did, even though I thought those movies were terrible from the get go. But like, just people just need to have patience. Nobody has patience anymore. Like I thought, I thought Thor was fine. I thought it was fine. They did a little bit too much of the like Ragnarok style, like comedy in it. I agree. Like Ragnarok was the perfect mix of action sequences, plot, direction, comedic elements. Like it was. That's why, to me, it's like the best of what Marvel is. That movie, Thor Ragnarok, Mm -hmm. and they went a little bit overboard with it in Love and Thunder. But I still didn't think it was like awful. I just think in general, there's this weird like counterculture movement that somehow at some point became mainstream where it's just like assumed that the movies are going to be garbage. Well, it's because people want, we have like, we know people who are casual Marvel fans for the most part, right? They want the fucking cookie cutter Marvel formula that they saw for 10 plus years to be repeated over and over and over again. When people don't realize that that's just that's not the way movie like that's just not the way the industry works because it's also not the way the comic books work. Correct. Because no offense, you would lose so many more people if you just copy and pasted the same formula for every single movie because it would get boring as hell. I honestly have loved so far what Marvel has done. Are is everyone a hit? No, but they're doing a great job of at least allowing more creative freedom. Like we're seeing a lot of different stuff. Like WandaVision was fantastic. Until the end, Loki is arguably just one of the best Marvel projects ever. Like Shang-Chi was really good and they're all different. They all bring something new and I think people just need to, and even Feige, because I think a lot of the issues come from internally with Marvel of why they're, the quality of the movies have gone down a lot because I know they've had a huge shortage on the VX, the video effects team and They've been doing, you know what I mean. Yeah, they've fired a bunch of people and blah, 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 blah. But anyways, 
They've had an issue with giving video effects team enough time to be able to actually finish projects and rushing people. Like Thor Love and Thunder suffered from that when they were told the movie had to be under two hours. And man, we just saw like there was a report that came out how the team felt rushed because they had to go make sure Wakanda Forever was perfect and finish that. And then by the time they turned around to go do Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, they felt like they didn't have enough time and they were rushed into doing it. Like there's got to be kind of more of an internal conversation with Marvel. And I think once that's taken care of, people will take off the fucking stupid blinders and enjoy. I think Feige's mentioned that they're working on that Mm because I know they've extended their timeline on the movies to actually make it to making the movies. Because again, what I said, they need to focus on visual effects and that's what they're good at. And so once you do that, people will be fine with it, even if the, the plot's the the plot needs to be strong and the visual effects need to be strong. The writing can be cheesy as shit, but people will go exactly. see it. I, uh, I yeah, it's it's and it's interesting too to compare Marvel to kind of where DC is right now because it seems like DC is kind of trying to replicate what Marvel is doing with James Gunn, right? Tasso, it's smart on that. Uh, so I think this is where Marvel and DC differs because I think as it looks from the outside looking in Marvel obviously still has the edge but DC's very quickly on the rise especially what we saw with the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker both James Gunn and all the shit I'm hearing about the Flash all the stuff like DC's coming up and I think because when James Gunn dropped that six minute video kind of explaining how chapter one's gonna work of the DCEU he did one of two things phenomenally. One, talked about how um, the Joker, like the new Todd Phillips Joker movie, as well as like Mad Reeves Batman, all that stuff is separate. And it's in the else worlds, is what he's calling it. I think what James Gunn is doing that's going to really help the DCU out that was similar to Marvel is they're not taking the, the cream of the crop characters to start. Like, there's going to be one about Batman and one about Superman, but in very different forms of them that we haven't seen yet, which I think is huge. I think DC needs a giant shakeup because they tried to copy Marvel in the span of three years, like in a very short span versus what Marvel did. And the, the other thing James Gunn said that I loved is he wants the directors and the writers to have as much creative freedom as possible because that way we can put out the best content. Because that's what James Gunn did with Guardians. He he went full, like, different with Guardians of the Galaxy. And it is, in my opinion, the best Marvel movie. And I think changed the course of how everybody looked at the Marvel movies. Because nobody yeah. expected it. Yeah, he took weird characters, some weird niche characters from Marvel and made it super mainstream. Yeah, I think, um, I think that DC really just needs to commit to my thoughts on it for four years. It's just lean into the rated R make it dark, make it gritty, even some like Peacemaker, just like make it super raunchy, um, you know, irreverent. That's what they need to do. Like you'll still make money and you'll I thought you'll bring in a different crowd than from Marvel, but like it's it's, I thought the it's different. You're not Phoenix Joker to them. Was but DC, one of the best like, Batman needs to be rated on dark because that would that, yeah. you can do so much with that. Maybe the best. No, the the Joaquin Phoenix Joker was phenomenal. But it it's smart to separate it because that it's it's a beautiful movie. 
I you can't love build it. you can't build a franchise off of something that dark. It, well, not only that, you can't build it off somebody that old. Well, yeah. I'm not saying like I'm just saying. I, I kind of like, disagree with that. But well, King Phoenix Dark, is fifty, dude. You can't. But have I don't. That I don't think. I don't think. I think you can build a franchise off of someone who's older. Like dark, dark meaning like dark meaning gritty. You know what I like? Like, like take the Dark Knight and then build a world off of that. So like the Batman, like thinking of more recent, like, like like okay, like or like the Batman, like make him more. They're doing because they're 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 making HBO Max is making a TV show based on the Penguin. Yeah, because like in that that universe, like they're they're doing that. You can, Marvel can't pull that off. They're, they're campy and crack jokes, and there isn't something that exists with DC characters or any any superhero that's more that's like good and and made that massive with that production value that could be more serious in tone. I've also always kind of seen DC is darker. Me too. It feels like Marvel, the origin stories are a lot more about oh, like scientific accident, like. Yeah, like chemical spill, like that kind of thing. Whereas DC is like daddy issues. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just. But like, like, like Batman literally is motivated to become a superhero because he has because his parents are dead, right? Like, parents are yeah. killed in front of him in an alley. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, this works for like a dark friend, and like it's the scarecrow. Like his whole thing is like a chemical that brings your fears. Like you can make a sick, sick villain out of that. I, 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 I need to spend some time really getting to know what DC has done as of now. Cause I've seen pretty much everything Marvel's come up with. Don't, don't. It's not no, 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 no. The only, the, there are only three DC four DC content that you should go watch now that will tie in. The rest of it is fucking cut, done. Batman vs Superman's garbage. Man of Steel's irrelevant now. The, the Justice League's nobody should just ever see that. The I first hate Aquaman. I'll say that. I haven't seen Aquaman. I've so... seen... You haven't seen Aquaman. Even I've seen Aquaman. Come on, DC's really pissed me off lately. I kind of stepped away for a while. This but... was cheesy, but I didn't hate it. But the four you should watch that are out that like are right now looking like they will have a tie-in. Is for sure the Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, Shazam, and Aquaman. Out of all the projects that are currently out, yeah, I've seen Suicide Squad, the the newer one, right? Yes, yeah, the, not, not no, the no, not the Will Smith one, no, 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 the, 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 the new one, the James Gunn, one. The, the, the the new one where they build up the, the Suicide Squad and then they go and die like two minutes in. <laughs> it was amazing. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, that was that was funny. Because yeah, those those are the four, especially Shazam. James Gunn said is going to be the start of chapter one, but the real the, turning the, the newer Shazam, right? Correct, Shazam: the Fury of the Gods, the one that's about to come out. Which, if you haven't seen Shazam, Shazam is actually very pleasantly surprising. It was very highly entertaining, I, but it sucks at Black Adam because isn't Black Adam supposed to be tied to it? Oh, they like, nope. Or... James Gunn, James Gunn came out and said Black Adam the movie has nothing to fucking do with the DCEU. Oh, it is separate. It feels like it feels like James Gunn took all of the like good projects and was like yeah I'll, I'll accept these and then all the like bad projects he was like eh, it, nope. that's exactly what he did which is these besides besides the joker and batman robert pattinson batman yeah and because it seems like they're building that out into a whole separate like they gotham are. universe and then the i'd love to see a cross between joaquin phoenix's joker i and, know me too Mad Reeves batman and, 
No, and uh, I mean, sorry, Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, that's, but that's who I'm we already know. They've already recast the Joker in Pattinson's Batman. Yeah, Barry as, Kogan. Uh, Barry Kogan, yeah. But so, because here's what's interesting, because I think they are hitting the dark, gritty route we've always wanted. Because if you go re-listen to the video and look up the characters they want to do, we're about to get Dad Batman with the son as the Robin, which is going to be really interesting. Keaton, baby. <laughs> but but the biggest one that I think is going to show how dark we might get is the Supergirl series. All right, forget if it's a series or a movie they want to come out with, where basically she was stuck on Krypton when everybody died and was the last remaining person. Talk about daddy issues. Yeah. Talk about daddy issues. My so God. she's about to come back to Earth with this little bit of edge, and he even said she's going to have a lot of edge to her. Sick. And I think it... And if she kill somebody on screen, that'd be hard. It's, it's all going to branch to from The Flash with how good The Flash is, because every single screener and like critic or whoever has seen this movie, even James Gunn himself said this is one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Which is an issue in and of itself because the lead actor might be in prison when it releases. Currently, apparently they they are in rehab right now, based off an article I read, and that it's actually going very well. Like they are very apologetic for what happened. Starting a cult. Correct. Um, it just I'm was kind of just, inspired by that. It's just funny because Ezra Miller was literally in the news every other month with some type of issue leading up to the Flash. And then Warner Brothers looked like they shat the bed saying we're making every movie a tax write-off except Black Adam, which now is irrelevant, and The Flash. Which So they're banking a whole year of DC off The Flash, which I think is why a lot of hype is coming. Watch it be garbage. It just would be on brand with Warner Brothers. They're in another lawsuit right now, actually, funny enough. I just don't... Like, critics, whatever they say, I just don't trust. Because movies that they say everybody should love, like, most people don't like. And then movies that they say people should hate, everybody likes. No, but these are from people who, like, I thoroughly enjoy reading. That I think are actually, like, usually know what they're talking about. Like, even they're, like, this is, like, this is legit. I read an article recently that apparently when Superbad was being released, critics said they hated it. And then, then changed their tune whenever... People were like, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what we thought, too. <laughs> You're never going to win with critics. But Superbad is one of those that's in, like, the so bad it's actually really, really... I mean, Superbad. Where it's so bad that it's actually, like, incredible. Like, Dodgeball, it's the same. It's like... Uh, Superbad is incredible. Yeah, Superbad isn't, isn't incredible because it's so bad. It's, <laughs> a, it's one of... It's the best coming-of-age movie of all time, arguably. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just had different thoughts on it. I, I mean, I don't. I don't disagree overall about like what I thought about it. Like, I think it's hilarious. I think it's really funny. I think the writing is actually really clever. Like, it's the reason why Emma Stone is popular. Like, the whole the whole thing is like really good. I just I kind of go into those movies and think like the raunchy comedies where it's like this is it. it, it it's. I, I don't I don't I don't really know how to describe it, but the, the end result is that I really enjoy it. So I don't really disagree with what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. But Just, uh, anything else on movies, Tasso, DC, Marvel? So the only the only other movie news that I saw come out. Basically, last thing I'll say for Marvel: Guardians is about to come out. 
Guardians is ass, then I understand people writing off Marvel, but just fucking relax. They are slowing it down. There's only, I think, two more movies coming out this year and two seasons of a TV show. And it's like Secret Invasion, which is huge. And I want to say the other is Loki, but I'm not fully positive. Loki season two is coming out. Yeah, comes out, comes out. Yeah, those are the only two shows we are getting. And there's only two movies, which is Guardians and the Marvels, at least for now. So things are breathing. If Guardian sucks, then Marvel's going to have a huge thing on their hands. But James Gunn's in charge. I have all my faith in it. It's going to be the saddest movie of the year. The only other movie news that came out that I thought was really interesting was uh, Lord of the Rings is coming into effect with a new trilogy. They are working on getting the rights from the holding group, Warner Brothers is, that currently has all the rights to the Lord of the Rings lore that has caused issues with why a lot of people weren't super happy with Rings of Power. Um, and they, Peter Jackson's already commented on it, saying he's got the writing group together, and they're like, we're curious to see how, like, what they want to move forward with. I don't know what has come of the last few years where all of a sudden Lord of the Rings is fully back, but I just found this to be really interesting that this news happens. Hmm. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts. Or I have zero on that. thoughts on Lord of the Rings. I know Kyle was is not happy with it. Um, I'm just like I'm curious because I kind of did some reading about it, and apparently it's going to be more Rings of Power focused and early. But I also read some stuff that they want to reboot the movies, which I think is dumb because a those movies aren't very old, and two they were perfection. So like I don't know what you add because like I've read all Nothing. the books. And the only thing you can add is Tom Bombadil, but that was like the worst part of the first books because he's a fat old elf dwarf singing in a forest. Um, so original I don't trilogy is three of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, so if they're trying to reboot that, there's nothing they can do but go, but ha- but make them worse. Yeah, and and last <laughs> the 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 last movie news I had because I find this fucking hilarious. Warner Brothers cannot seem to get themselves out of trouble. They are currently in a lawsuit with uh, Paramount. I believe it's Paramount. Paramount or Discovery, whatever. Over uh, a preaching contract with South Park. It definitely wouldn't be Discovery because Warner Brothers owns Discovery. So Correct. It's probably so, Paramount. So they're, they're, in it, they're literally suing Paramount for breaching contract with South Park. And the $500 million one that the that that Matt Stone and Trey Parker signed a few years ago and be, all because they are only exclusively putting the specials on Paramount and not other places. So hmm. Matt Stone and Trey Parker will do what they want and there's nothing we can do about nope. it. Nope. The 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 season premiere of this season is already a classic and fucking hysterical. They can literally do whatever they want. Did you watch episode two? No, not yet. I'm about to watch it tonight. <laughs> That uh, that Harry and Meghan Markle have uh, seen commented them. about their depiction on it, and I watched it last night, and it's like OG South Park. They come for their fucking throats, and it's so good. It is so good. They deserve all of it. We were talking earlier about how good Jonathan Majors is in everything. I watched Devotion last night. That movie is depressing as shit. I thought it was going to be like 
I thought it was going to be like a, they, they marketed it like a nice uplifting, you know, film to enjoy, you know, with friends and family and whatnot. <laughs> it's like, no, you, you get about two thirds of the way in and it, it just, it gets really bleak. And if you, if you look up the story beforehand, you know that that's how it ends. But my God, I, I did not look it up. I was not prepared for it. What's it about? It was sad. So it's about a uh, Korean War. Yeah, it's it's about the Korean War. Um, an African American aviator, one of the first um, in the Navy. Um, he has like twenty combat missions or something like that, and then he gets uh, shot by a Chinese sniper, like his plane does, and he. Uh, he they do like a controlled crash where there's another plane that like guides him down, you know, to the mm-hmm. ground, uh, so that they know where he crashes and they make sure that he gets all of his stuff dumped off so that it, he has a good chance of surviving pretty much. Uh, but the at least what they think happened and how the movie depicts it is that he survives the crash but then dies of hypothermia because he gets pinned into his plane and they can't get him out. Jeez. Yeah, and that's and that's Jonathan Major's character that that dies. Major Major's and Glenn Powell. I love you're, I love some Glenn Powell. And Glenn there. Glenn Powell does a controlled crash by himself to try and rescue him and fails. Shout out everybody wants some Glenn Powell movie. Yeah, very, if very you good. want a Jonathan Major's movie that'll actually hype you up, go watch The Harder They Fall. Yeah, I've heard good things. Or Creed Three, baby. I, I needed I fantastic. I needed something to lift my spirits after I finished that movie because man it was it was a good movie I thought it was pretty good but it was really depressing. But anyway, it's time for starting nine. We just gonna go right into it. We got to get into this. No, we'll we'll take a quick break. But I don't know if I don't know if people are ready for what we're about to put. down. I don't think we're ready for what it, what's about to get put down. <laughs> I'm not. All right, so we're back with starting nine. Uh, we've been teasing this awful starting nine the entire show, and then we actually just went and recorded it, and it was actually a lot worse than we thought it was going to be. It was uh, supposed to be athletes that have committed violent crime, and as you can maybe guess, uh, the crimes were very dark, very violent, and and potentially not appropriate to talk about on a podcast. So uh, that got canned. We are now re-recording starting nine with our favorite sodas. I feel a lot better about this one. <laughs> I feel so yeah, much better too. about this one. Uh, As we can yeah, see, it even worked out. <laughs> really, really uh, difficult thirty minutes we just had trying to get through that first recording, but we're we're uh, we're adapting. We're all good. We. Uh, yeah, we're we're adapting, and uh, yeah, this will be good. Uh, I'll, I'll lead off. My leadoff hitter is Cherry Coke in center field is the best soda out there. Period. Done. That's a, that's a good one. Um, my leadoff, not specifically, but a consistent team, uh, since it's soda, um, shortstop, Coca-Cola. Nick, great minds think alike, because I also have Cherry Coke leading off in center field. It's the best. It's so fucking good. Nothing beats a crisp cherry Coke. No. 
It's the best. It's so good. It's so good. My uh, two hole is just good old fashioned Coke shortstop. Also a top tier soda without the cherry. Not quite as good. Still great. If you can't tell, we're ripping through these because we've been recording for a long time and we're ready, ready to be um, ready to get out of here. My two hole first base, a little unorthodox, but um, Nick, as you know, being in Texas, it's a big place for the soda. Big red. It's not a good soda. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. I feel they like Kyle still put make that on there. Big red. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Kyle put that on there just for like the Texas like angle. Yeah. Even though he's fucking even even, even though even though he couldn't get out of Texas fast enough when he had the chance. Um, yeah, no, no. It was I, I, Big Red came to mind for first base because it's a heavy hitter, and I only see heavy people drink Big Red, so I had to put it on the list. So wait, you personally don't even drink Big Red? I've had a couple of times, but no, but I had to put it on the list. So then why the, the fuck is this on your... He's he, but, I mean, I mean, I'm building a team. I'm, I'm building I mean, a team. I mean, he got us. He got us talking. It was provocative. So I'm, d- I'm done talking. Kudos to, to him. We're done. Kudos We're done. to him. Okay, batting two for me in right field. <laughs> this is probably a very only me thing. Um, it's definitely Mountain Dew because whenever I really need a caffeine kick, Mountain Dew just it does the job. Give me shit for Big Red and you're fucking you're telling me you don't drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> The no, amount of I'm times, prick. the amount of times I binge drank Mountain Dew freshman year of college, uh, that immediately disqualified it from my list because it was. I am the opposite of uh-uh. my stereotype, yes, but... the Kyle stereotype of Mountain Dew. I, I don't drink Mountain Dew, but I do drink Mountain Dew. I don't just pick mine based off other watching other people drink it. You might as well just get, drink gasoline. Nah. <laughs> you ever it have like a Mountain Dew like body. like the blueberry one? It's pretty fire. It has just the same saying. effect on your body. The only Mountain Dew I will drink is a Baja Blast from a from a. So it's my point exactly, a Baja Blast. That's exactly what I the thought. Baja of, Blast. I had I had Baja Taco Bell Blast plays. Baja Blast plays. Um, I've got Dr Pepper as my third baseman, batting third. Another Texas Homer pick. But it's a good pick. It's a good soda. This is the underrated soda. Um, I don't get it a lot, but if they have it. Um, and there's no really other options. I'll drink it and I'll enjoy it. RC Cola at right field. Yep. 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 What's wrong with RC Cola? Tasso? That's another Just Texas. Like... That's another Texas Homer pick. You both fucking suck. Okay. Number three. It's a good soda. RC Cola is actually good. It's on my list later. It's it's very good. It's it's better than Pepsi in my opinion. Fucking Texas. Yeah, I agree. Uh, three. Playing shortstop, leader of the team is. Good old Coca Cola. Happened to be the shirt. literally happened to be wearing the shirt today. This worked out perfectly. Nothing beats a nice Chris Coke. Got root beer batting fourth, first base, heavy hitter, hits bombs. You never know what kind of root beer you're getting. You know, you, you get A and W one day, you could go Barks another day. Versatile, very different, always very good. Root beer first base, fourth base. Or batting fourth, fourth base. Fuck. We've been this, you, now. You can tell we've been recording for a long time. Um, if batting fourth at left field, Doctor Pepper. Nothing more needs to be said. So, batting fourth for me is a good old classic. There are flavors, specifically one that only comes around Christmas time. Uh, batting first base for me is Sprite. 
there's not a single person who can tell me that they don't like Sprite, but specifically other than like, if you're getting an original Sprite, there's only one place you should go to get it. And it's McDonald's. Like you want a Sprite cranberry. Plus it's good with vodka. So there we go. <laughs> um, I'm going with Mr. Pibb in left field batting fifth, kind of a Dr. Pepper offshoot, but Still, I think it's it's pretty good. Uh, I, I like it. I think it's a little bit sweeter, less like tangy than Dr. Pepper, I guess. Uh, I, I, I like it. Wait, Some people Mr. probably Pib? don't. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I thought what? it was famous Pip too, but I thought it was too close to Dr. Pepper, so I didn't include it. But fifth, fifth place, batting fifth for me. I can't talk right now. Um, this is actually an Arab soda. If you've ever been to get like a kebab or something like that, it's like a red can. Really, really underrated. If you see one, you should try it. Vimto. It's really, really good. What does it taste like? It's like a cherry. It's like a cherry soda. So it's like, is it like, have you ever had cherry wine? It's, It's similar to cherry, like cherry wine. Um, but it's pretty. It's really good. You'd like it, Nick. If you ever see Vimto, it's red can with a with a yellow label and then Arabic script on it. Where where have you bought this? Uh, I used to go to this restaurant. Um, this this Arab place called um, uh, Shawarma King, and they sold Vimto. And so I'd go there, but I've I've seen it in other Arab places. Like you ever get like go to a kebab place? I've seen it in a Greek place too. Okay. All right, batting five for me <laughs> at second base is uh, is Fanta. I mean, if you tell me you don't like orange soda, you're lying. But not only like just orange, orange soda. soda, liar. You drink Mr. Pibb, you're lying straight to my face. But they like they've got some other fire flavors like pineapple Fanta, fucking fire. So you got to go with Fanta. I've got Sprite in right field. Uh, yeah, during Christmas time, that probably turns into Sprite Cranberry, but Sprite, just all-around solid pick. Um, yeah, I I really like Sprite right field. And I agree McDonald's has the best Sprite, but you can get it other places. Yeah, yeah I'm just good. saying you should prioritize going to McDonald's so to get it. I've actually never had Sprite Cranberry. I've, I've actually, I've never, I don't know anybody who had. I don't know if I didn't. You know have to really good. seek it out in stores. It's okay. at Target. People buy it so much. Mm-hmm. Is it that good? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, batting six for me at second base is my uh, is is uh, my my off-brand Sprite uh, Sierra Mist. Sierra Mist doesn't, doesn't exist, exist anymore. anymore. Doesn't exist anymore. It's I had no starry. Idea. Starry then. Starry, whatever that is. Um, I was when I was a kid. I always drank it when they didn't have Sprite, and it always it didn't quite hit the spot. But it was a good replacement when you wanted that Sprite. I was waiting to see if someone would say Sierra Mist because they didn't realize that it's gone. Uh, I didn't know. Batting six for me in the hot corner. It's gonna be a really shitty hot corner. Uh, cherry Pepsi. So you can see I'm a big cherry soda guy, and if there's no cherry Coke. As long as there's cherry Pepsi, I'm okay with the substitution. You would like Vimto. That's fine. I'm just 
I don't go to a lot of Arab places, restaurants frequently to go be able to get that. Yeah, if you're on World Market or Total Wine, they have it. Wait, Cost Plus would have it? Probably. Okay. There's one by my house. I'll go check it out. I'll go take a look. Let's see. Where are we at? Uh, batting seventh? Yeah. I've got RC Cola at second base. Uh, I think like a cold crisp, like properly made RC Cola is actually the best cola drink you can get. I think it's better than Coca-Cola. But but most of the time, like the store-bought version is just not quite done properly. So I still put Coca-Cola ahead of it overall, but it's better than Pepsi. I think it's really good. Uh, second base. Uh, batting seventh at center field for me is Pepsi. Um, I'll do really want to include it on this list because I'm not a Pepsi guy. But um, it is popular. So they have to be on this team. I love how Kyle has two picks of drinks he doesn't even drink. <laughs> I drink Pepsi. I, I drink when I have to. Like, I don't, I don't, like, if Big Red's an only option, I just won't get soda then. But, like, if I want soda and they only have Pepsi, I'll drink Pepsi. <laughs> it's just funny because you have it as the two hitter. Uh, so, seven for me. I know this has become popular on planes, but anytime. My stomach ain't feeling well, which is a decent amount. Um, get some Canada Dry. Some good old ginger ale. So I got that in left field. Batting seventh. I've got uh, IBC Cream Soda batting eighth. Catching. Oh. Wait, wait. Do you know what I argue is better of IBC? Is there strawberry soda? I haven't had that in a while. I'm just not. IBC I'm just not a huge. I've heard that. I'm just not a huge fan of strawberry flavored things in general. So it's fair. Um, it's really good. But I have heard that, and I don't blame people for liking it. I just don't love the flavor in general. I've never had it. I'm about to try it out. Um, batting eight for me, and I probably could have switched it with Big Red, but like I was, I completely forgot about this until Nick Nick said it. it just slipped my mind. Um, so switch Big Red in this around root beer catcher. Just, you can't beat it. It's so good, and it's a dynamic. You can put ice cream in it, and it goes. It goes hard. Root beer float would be so good. Yeah, that sound. That sounds very good right now. I don't. Fat mode time. So, not, not, oh, a dessert dip float. Some root beer. Ooh. <laughs> oh my! Hang God. on. Hang well, on. Well, you know what's happening in Chicago. You know those videos where. Uh, that guy puts like food and mixes it with alcohol and just leaves it for a week and sees what happens yes. and drinks it. We should do that with dessert dip and and, and some Coke. kind of and like rum. Should we do no, like Bailey's? Should we do Bailey's? Malort. No, no, no. Bailey's is already too sweet. We've got to do like like white rum. Malort. We're gonna be in Chicago. Oh, no. All right, all right, whatever. My, my, we're taking a shot of Malort when we're in Chicago. Oh god, god. And so right. on the podcast, we're gonna record it. So my eight, my eight hole. I don't even know if they make this soda anymore. If I'm being completely honest, I haven't seen it in a bit. Um, but I loved it growing up. Uh, catcher for me is Fresca. They still make it. I just haven't seen. I know it. because I seen it. Uh, I know because uh, Lily drinks it a lot. So. Fresca's really good. I thought you were going to say squirt, and I was going to get mad at you. Oh, I thought about it. You're going to get mad at me you put Big Red on there, you fucking buffoon. 
You don't even I drink mean, pig rat. Isn't Squirt just like off-brand Fanta? No, Squirt's more like off. It's more like off-brand Fresca. Oh, ew. It's like, like it's like it's like if Sunkissed. No, because because <laughs> squirt, squirt's lemon lime, dude. Sunkissed is orange, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. So, right. Squirt is lemon lime. Squirt's right. lemon lime. So yeah. it's so it's like a mix of like Sprite and Fresca in a sense. All right, Tasso mentioned this one earlier uh, as my starting pitcher. I think it's very very popular, not just in angry stomach situations, but just in all situations. It's actually one of my favorite sodas in general. It's very refreshing. It goes with a lot of foods too, which is good. I've got ginger ale as my starting pitcher. Can do a lot of things for you. So good. Goes great with rum. Dark and stormy. That it does. Um, shout out high school Kyle and his friends. I thought we created um, gin and rum. Did not know that that was already a very, very well-known drink. <laughs> but my pitcher, hard to beat. We already talked about it. Sprite. Uh, so my pitcher, Peter's freaking out here. My pitcher, uh, batting nine is someone we've talked about. Probably my favorite soda out there. Good old reliable whenever I need it. It's Dr. Pepper. Have people try to argue. Huh? Yeah. Love Dr. Pepper. It's, that's my go-to. Anytime I go somewhere. Just of you. Fuck off. Um, because, like, I've gotten to argument with some people recently. They try to tell me Dr. Pepper's bad. You're just, you just have horrible taste. It's foolish. Well, you're, foolish. You're, you're speaking to the choir on that one. Yeah. Or preaching to the choir. It's the term. So good. Love Dr. Pepper. Well, that's starting nine. That was a nice pivot from where no, we so started. Much, God. So much brighter than our thank earlier. God, this went so much better. Uh, <laughs> Okay, you had to save that one notice as an unreleased starting nine. It, we have one yeah, it, already. It, it will it will remain in the annals of the camp. Uh, I need like files, but it's not getting released. No, we should we should have Will listen to it though, so we can just get a confirmation of it's as bad as we thought it was. So what we should do, what we should do is I should have him watch that, record his reaction. We release that instead of the actual audio of what we said. Yeah, and then it'll prove to people how bad it is. I think that's the best way we should go about it. And it won't be our first unreleased starting nine either. <laughs> I guarantee it. Well, it's the first, but it won't be the last. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we've already had more than one. Yeah, no. Chicago's coming up, and we're already planning on doing a drunk yeah, we've, starting we've got nine. A couple, so... We've got a couple, a couple announcements to make. First is that uh, the week after March sixteenth. We will have a live episode for you. It will be very truncated. We probably won't talk about anything useful. But we are going to do the ultimate starting nine of beers. We've already decided that's what we're doing. Be on the lookout for that. We will all be together in Chicago for St. Patrick's Day. So we are looking forward to that. And then, uh, Tasso, you've got a little bit of news yourself. So uh, I'll I'll let you take it away to uh, close the pod. Yeah, so uh, I actually have a podcast coming out underneath the camp itself. It'll be with a good friend of ours, uh, Tyler Davis. We have not figured out a name yet, but uh, we were just recording the last little bits for the episode. I will be editing it and hopefully having it up on the website by Wednesday. Okay, so be on the lookout for the tweet. It's basically us just being nerdy, talking about 
movies, TV shows, video games, because that's what we love most. And yeah, if you love it, listen to us two nerds talk about it. And hopefully we become your go-to podcast for all things movies and TV. There you go. Kyle, any last words? Say this for Tasso. Fuck Big Red. Panel two hmm. Big Red, then fuck you. You put it on your list. I'm de- I did it to be nice to Tasso. I usually say fuck Tasso to end it. So this time I agreed with uh, him. I'm disappointed. All right. We'll, we'll catch y'all uh, next week. Be on the lookout for uh, new content on the camp.blog. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, my brain is fried. Talk about last brain cell. That's really where I'm at right now. Um, gents, thanks for another fun show. Thanks for the pivot on the starting nine. I'm sure our listeners will thank us for that if they knew how bad it was, uh, but they will never know. So they will never go. know. <laughs> All right. Have a good week, everyone, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you later. Three.